0: Hey, Calvary family. This is Pastor Michael Grove here with the Bible Reading Plan. Reading for January 29th here as we continue our Bible Reading Plan. just want to let you know as we get into it, we read the 139th Psalm, which is one of my absolute favorite. So I hope you enjoy that as you follow along or as you allow me to speak that over you today. So, Here we go. Let's jump into today's reading, starting in Psalm 136. As I read the 136th Psalm, I just encourage you, there is a responsive part that simply says this, His love endures forever. In fact, this entire Psalm is set up that I will read a part, and then we can say that together. So it starts instructive, and it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. And then we say together, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, His love endures forever. Who made the great lights. His love endures forever. The sun to govern the day. His love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. His love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. His love endures forever, to him who divided the Red Sea asunder. His love endures forever, and brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever, but swept Arrow and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever, to him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. In Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel. His love endures forever. He remembered us in our low estate. His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Psalm 137 By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. Daughter, Babylon, doomed to destruction, Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Psalm 138 I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness. For you have so exalted your solemn decree that it surpasses your fame. When I called, you answered me. You greatly emboldened me. May all the kings of the earth praise you, Lord, when they hear what you have decreed. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is exalted, he looks kindly on the lowly. Though lofty, he sees them from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Psalm 139 You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty! They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 140 Rescue me, Lord, from evildoers. Protect me from the violent who devise evil plans in their hearts and stir up war every day. They make their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Keep me safe, Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Protect me from the violent who devise ways to trip my feet. The arrogant have hidden a snare for me. They have spread out the cords of their net and have set traps for me along my path. I say to the Lord, You are my God. Hear, Lord, my cry for mercy. Sovereign Lord, my strong deliverer, you shield my head in the day of battle. Do not grant the wicked their desires, Lord. Do not let their plans succeed. Those who surround me proudly rear their heads. May the mischief of their lips engulf them. May burning coals fall on them. May they be thrown into the fire, into miry pits, never to rise. May slanderers not be established in the land. May disaster hunt down the violent. I know that the Lord secures justice for the poor and upholds the cause of the needy. Surely the righteous will praise your name, and the upright will live in your presence. 2 Samuel chapter 21 During the reign of David, there was a famine for three successive years, so David sought the face of the Lord. The Lord said, It is on account of Saul and his blood-stained house. It is because he has put the Gibeonites to death. The king summoned the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not a part of Israel, but were survivors of the Amorites. The Israelites had sworn to spare them. But Saul, in his zeal for Israel and Judah, had tried to annihilate them. David asked the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How shall I make atonement so that you will bless the Lord's inheritance? The Gibeonites answered him, We have no right to demand silver or gold from Saul or his family, nor do we have the right to put anyone in Israel to death. What do you want me to do for you? David asked. They answered the king, as for the man who destroyed us and plotted against us, so that we have been decimated and have no place anywhere in Israel, let seven of his male descendants be given to us to be killed, and their bodies exposed before the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the Lord's chosen one. So the king said, I will give them to you. The king spared Mephiboseth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the oath before the Lord between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. But the king took Armoni and Mephiboseth, the two sons of Aya's daughter Rispah, whom she had borne to Saul, together with the five sons of Saul's daughter Merab, whom she had borne to Adriel, son of Barzillai, the Meholathite. He handed them over to the Gibeonites, who killed them and exposed their bodies on a hill before the Lord. All seven of them fell together. They were put to death during the first days of the harvest. Just as the barley harvest was beginning, Rizpah, daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it out for herself on a rock. From the beginning of the harvest till the rain poured down from the heavens on the bodies, she did not let the birds touch them by day or wild animals by night. When David was told what Aiah's daughter Rizpah, Saul's concubine, had done, he went and took the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from the citizens of Jabesh-Gilead. They had stolen their bodies from the public square of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung them after they struck Saul down in Galboa. David brought the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan from there, and the bones of those who had been killed and exposed were gathered up. They buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in the tomb of Saul's father Kish at Zela in Benjamin, and did everything the king commanded. After that, God answered prayer in behalf of the land. Once again there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ishbi Banab, one of the descendants of Rapha, whose bronze spearhead weighed three hundred shekels, and who was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. But Abishai, son of Zariah, came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us to battle, so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. In the course of time, there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob. At that time, Sibbecai the Hushathite, killed Saph, one of the descendants of Rapha. In another battle with the Philistines at Gob, Elhanan, son of Jer, the Bethlehemite, killed the brother of Goliath the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. In still another battle, which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He also was descended from Rapha. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan's son of Shimea, David's brother, killed him. These four were descendants of Rapha and Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. That's all for the reading for today. Let me give you just a few quick thoughts, but let me just echo the ending of 2 Samuel 21. It says that these four were the descendants of Rapha and Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. These were giants. Now, we know for sure that one of them was a brother of Goliath, because it tells us this. But we're not sure that the other three were for sure brothers of Goliath. What we see, however, is the reversal of roles. Think of our story of David and where it all started. It starts with his mighty defeat of Goliath, while the rest of Israel cowered in fear. Now, we read of David becoming weak and faint, while his men stepped up and fought the battle. I just have one quick simple thought for you today. David knew God was on his side. Psalm 139 is an understanding of God's infinite love and understanding. Remember, it's one of my favorites. In fact, I would encourage you to go back and listen or even read it again. But David knew that there's no escaping from God, which stems from his love for us. So now, in his weakness with four giants, which, by the way, they're possibly more mighty than Goliath. I mean, one had six fingers and extra toes, and they come out against David. But at this point, he has mentored the men around him enough to not be afraid, because they know God is with them. So instead of all Israel cowering and waiting for a hero, these men rise up. So, this begs the question Who are you mentoring in your faith? Who are you helping to trust in God so that the day of your weakness, they can help carry you? A friend of mine went through a terrible loss this past December. What he has gone through has been paralyzing. But because of the brother in Christ that he is to me, I have committed to carry him when he can't carry himself. So, I text him regularly. Pray for him without stopping and send him words of encouragement as often as I can. Find those that you can encourage so that on the day the giants come up against you, they will stand on your behalf. So may you trust in the Lord today. May you know that there is nowhere you can escape his presence. May you share this faith with those around you and may you find support from those who you do life with as you trust in the Lord together. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.